10 episodes episode number 10 yeah dude we did it all right we, <laughs> we are, are we are here we, we are here. recording literally in matt's bed getting all cozy on this rainy rainy morning it's so cold oh man it's raining it's gray we're tired because we both went to bed at 5 a.m after <clears throat> after I like how we can, we can probably hear, like, moving <laughs> around in bed. Oh, Kala Radio, episode 10. Oh, uh, we had a big shout-out, uh, before we start, big shout-out to Jorge for uh, lending us some much-needed equipment. Yes. With any luck, this will sound a lot better than some previous episodes, oh, which so. were also recorded in Matt's bed. This is our new studio. Matt <laughs> refuses to get out of it. Oh, Kyle Radio, episode 10. First track, Gore Buddha by Lurking Fear from their split album with uh, Evil, a band we both enjoy. Uh, I believe we interviewed Rio. Yeah, a while ago. That's probably like two years ago or so. But that's up on the website, right? That interview? That's on Bloody Ears and Gear. Actually, no, it is on Yeah, I think it was transferred over. Yeah, it is, actually. Alrighty. Gore Buddha, and then after that, Space Satan Suicide 666. All of my favorite things.
Okay, once again, that was Space Satan's Suicide 666 by Lurking Fear. Uh, they're, they're from Tokyo, right? Yeah, they're a Tokyo band. Um, actually, strangely enough, uh, Evil... How did it go? So, from Lurking Fear, uh, their drummer, Menta, who is such a dude. Oh, yeah, we were talking about him <laughs> earlier. Um... It's actually now also drumming for Evil, too, which is strange, because they did this split, mm. and then it turned out that he started playing with Evil after that. So, a little bit of... I don't know, like, the scene is all, like, really, really, what do you call it, incestual, I'm I just guess. burping on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> did you say incestual? Yeah, like, everybody's in, in each I other's believe business. I incest... Inc- well, now I can't even speak English. Incestuous... Incest- oh, yeah, there we go. Incest- cut that. <laughs> no, this is all in. We're leaving in. Where is Tom Giles? I Well, he's actually practicing probably right now for this weekend. That's right. Usual host Tom Giles is practicing because he is the... Lead uh, like, guitarist for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess second guitarist. Although, you know, honestly... For Funeral Sutra. Yeah. Great uh, black metal, right? Yeah, although, I mean, I'm really excited to hear their new stuff, because I don't think that they're sticking with the black metal thing. Really? I think that they're probably going off in some new direction. I mean, granted, if you consider the fact that uh, both Jordan and Paul were in, I always forget it, but like four or five years ago, they were in a hardcore band. I mean, they kind of came into the the Japanese music scene via hardcore. I do remember him saying that when we interviewed him. Yeah, and it's, it's on that interview. I can't remember the name right now. That's episode three, episode yes. Three, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, because you heard Grace. <coughs> That's not really black metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By it, any means, I don't think. Well, like, uh, we, we should have an interview with them up on the site by the time you hear this, in which I try to get them to talk about just going by the one track we had heard at the time of the interview, Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I Like I said in the interview, that f- the new song feels more like what it's like to be at their show, even though it doesn't sound uh, yeah, like... Point. Like the first album sounded like like you just someone had taped their live show with good equipment. You know? Right, 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 right. But this feels more like you're there watching them. Even though yeah, I mean, Tom, it's Tom musically also different. said, I think he, maybe he said it in the um, last episode, but it's more like you can tell that they took a year and a half to write all this. Mm. Like it's not not that you know they ever did anything half-assed, um, but he was saying that all of the material is just really well written and has been many times over, like edited and all of this stuff. <coughs> so. Um, but going back to Tom's involvement, last he said, which was a while ago, it was right when he joined the band, is that he's his function was basically as a like like supporting like he'll be on stage when they play live, but he's right. Not. Yeah, I don't think he's writing with. Yeah, them. but I mean, like honestly, when that sort of shit ah! happens. No, I have a feeling oh, Jean Claude Van Damme's yeah, gonna like, get a big workout. He's in bed <laughs> this too. Episode. Snuggling up. <laughs> He's a snuggler. Um, that saying, hey dude, you can only play on stage, and like, yeah, we want you to participate, but not really part of the band, that can last for like a month. <laughs> like, ultimately, 
You're part of the band. This is just like how. Oh yeah. Okay. This, this is how he got introduced. I'm I'm gonna say that I mean he's part of the band. Oh yeah, yeah. I am excited to see the guitar he's going to be playing. It's a custom the ocean made. Caster. Yes, the Ocean Caster. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, and it's a Telecaster too, isn't it? Um, I believe the pickups are. I believe it's hum. I believe he's got humbuckers on it. The picture's on Facebook. Well, we everyone. I want you to go to your computers and look up Tom Giles, <laughs> and 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 troll him. <laughs> Don't act. Are you? You're actually looking it up. Better do it quick. You're not gonna find it within like five minutes. You know this. Right? Five minutes. I know your search capabilities. Why? <laughs> you're not very good at it. Why is it so hard to find? There we go. Thomas Giles. I searched Tom Giles. I was like, do you mean Tom Giles in Nashville? No. Like, no, idiot. Facebook, you idiot. Yeah, but still didn't find it for me. Well, my data is throttled. Screw it. You know what? I called it. I'm cutting off cutting this whole conversation. Well, it's blue, and it's kind of like a Telecaster, and it has humbuckers. It's quite and lovely. And it's a seven-string. Yes, and custom-made. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> that means that Funeral Sutra is now, nobody is playing a standard instrument. Oh, yeah, Paul's bass is six-string, right? Yeah, he's playing a six-string. That thing's a beast. I think Jordan's got an eight-string. Um, at least, I know it's not six, it's at least seven. Have you ever played one of those? Yeah, and actually, I had a really good time with it. Really? Yeah. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. And actually, it was with Tom, and he was like, no, dude, like, stop thinking about it. Just go. Just play it. <laughs> like, oh, okay, Yoda. And I was like, oh, wait, no, actually, you're right. Like, this is actually sort of easier. For, easier? Really? Yeah, I, I remember it was, yeah. I, ended up I, I could never get into that. Like, when I started playing guitar, you know, like, uh, rap rock. Oh wow, you did that. Okay. No, I get did out of not. my bed. <laughs> I did not. I absolutely did not. But I do remember uh, a lot of seven string uh, being sold at that time because what's his name oh, from yeah. uh, Limp Bizkit played one. Oh, did he? Yeah. I believe so. Oh well, hey, that's a thing to talk about, right? That what was it? Crazy insane. Oh, the the, the uh, Japanese band that's like a yeah. you know, kind of Slipknot ish. Well, it's rap rock. I mean, that's just, oh, geez, you know, is it really? Oh yeah, you didn't watch the music video. No, oh. it's awful. And it's, I mean, it's it's so limp biscuity. It's like, yo, man, I'm crazy. Don't front, cause I'm crazy. I'm insane. I'll kill you. Sort of, and like, it's just awful, awful, awful stuff. That is gross. Yeah, but it's funny, cause, and I think I said to this this to you guys. Um, I'm starting to wonder, cause I love patterns, right? And we've got baby metal and similar acts like Necronomidal, um, and I can't remember any of the others because I don't get it. Necronomidal is the one run by a Pittsburgh dude. Yes. Yeah. Who yes, yes, yes. used to who was like a staple in the hardcore scene down in Hiroshima for a while. Then he came up here and decided to like exploit little girls for money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's his name? Jackie, I think is. His name. Zing. Yeah. Um, no, but so that's that's like a thing right there are multiple bands doing that I would say and that represents idol like Japan's like idol culture right and all this BS um, if this Slipknotty thing catches on and I think it will mm -hmm. it definitely has precedent right because honestly speaking if you go to Gods if you go to Dust Till Dawn if you go to like any rock or metal bar at least in Tokyo and probably nationwide everybody who is only like nominally into, you know, quote unquote extreme music and metal, 
really love Slipknot. Slipknot yeah. is huge here. Now that you mention that, I remember being in Osaka, and uh, I think it was Rock Rock is the name of the bar. Real creative. Uh, right in uh, the Shin- Shintaibashi area, right yeah. near uh, Tronica Park. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's its actual name. Everyone just calls it that because it's just a small park shaped like a triangle. But yeah, I I would see Slipknot being played there. Yeah, it's 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 big stuff here, right? So that's also that style, and Japan's really good at latching. Well, it's not just Japan. I mean, people in general are really good at latching onto something that they already understand, right? And yeah, think yeah. it's cool or whatever. So I think that this crazy insane or whatever their name is that is copying and. They've got a lot of money because they've got a lot of instruments and a lot of members and like a rather well-produced music video for a really, really poorly written song. Um, that's a thing that can happen. That like I think that probably there will be more bands in the same vein, right? Mm. But that's still only two, right? You've got idol culture being represented. You've got in terms of like kind of metal. Yeah, right. Okay. This this this. Oh, we're we're doing metal thing, right? Right. right. So you've got idol culture represented. You've got like the Slipknot rap rock like foreign uh, import import right being represented by these guys. I don't think there's any girls in there, Um, but so taken as a given that the Slipknot thing, this cover band thing happens, right? That's still only two, and two is not a pattern. Three begets a pattern, right? So what would that third element be? And I was thinking, like, Japan's also really, really, really nostalgic. Japan loves, you know, like, sure. coming back to what, you know... Uh, what's Japan the Japanese is, for, right? for nostalgia? Natsukashisa. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so I was thinking, okay, we've got idol culture, which is, like, kind of contemporary domestic culture. You've got the import. What's the old thing? There's got to be an old part in there the third element right something nostalgic something for the right uh, right right but also involving metal so what would that be what do you think that would be i have an answer but i'm asking before i say it uh, stuff from the early 80s uh like the kind of bands that um would play at the uh that big metal festival which would include I'm trying to remember their name. Um, it involves a letter very close to the end of the alphabet. X Japan. X. Oh, you were telling me about this. Yeah, I bet you. Let's do that again so I, we can do a cut where I actually knew what you were talking about. <laughs> I bet you that the third... Wait, wait, wait. X Japan. Is that what you mean? Yeah, dude. Okay. That's, that's totally it. Oh, that's awesome. totally it. I got my finger on the button. So that's like early, uh, mid mid to late 80s. Right, that's kind of the band that started, you know, on like MTV style stuff. Anyway, that was like the first, you know, quote unquote extreme Japanese band. Of course, there were many better bands that preceded them. But right, the right. one that kind of caught most attention was X Japan. Right, everybody loves Hide. That's Visual K. That's very Japanesey. Right. Mm. Um, I would not at all be surprised if you get you get Baby Metal and their ilk. You get Crazy Insane and their ilk. And then the third one, I wouldn't be surprised at all if you see um, like a resurgence of maybe Visual K, but 
or maybe like well he is dead but like one of the member one of the members that, of that would be a uh, obstacle to his yeah, making right. a comeback but a number of the members like their producers and they're really wealthy and like all this stuff maybe like one of them starts up like you know extra pan 2 or something mm. like I don't, I don't know exactly what it would be but in order for this new found interest in the visual elements of and what people expect of the term metal as opposed to what it actually is mm. I wouldn't be surprised if the third kind of thing behind that to establish a pattern would be something like X Japan the sequel or whatever. So that's your prediction for my the prediction is give it give it a year give it two years but I wouldn't be middle surprised. and Japanese pop culture right but of course none of this is progressive is the problem true right because idol like that's been around since the fifties right Slipknot I mean that's rap okay so that's not as old but it's it's copying it's not progressive it's saying oh the 2000s that rap rock thing was really great let's do it and it's like oh yeah you're 16 years too late but you know well, man, of all the things right. from Japan to import from the US right 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 so these these are all like backwards looking developments none of them are saying oh let's do this new thing that we don't know right all this is saying oh wait no that's an established thing idol culture that's established if you can make a buck on that let's do it Slipknot, oh man, they tore the world. Let's do that kind of music. Limp Biscuit, they were huge. Let's do that kind of music, right? X Japan, everybody loves X Japan because it's X Japan. Let's do that again, right? None of it's progressive. None of it's just forward looking, hmm. right? Um, what would be another thing uh, in line with the nostalgia, you know, X Japan resurgence? What would be other? Are there other bands from that era? Well, uh,. I'm not all like that. if not X Japan precisely. Well, I mean, just look at you know Visual K, right? You've got Malice Miser, you've got I'm I don't I'm not that big a fan of Visual K, so I can't rattle off a bunch of names. That's also the only Visual K band I can name. Yeah, there's like Lark and Ben Seal. Oh yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Uh, but I mean, those they're still active. Last I checked, right? I mean, like X Japan really is the flag bearer of what Visual K was. I mean, of course, it would also be interesting, I could easily be wrong, and, like, you've also got Gizm just played Roadburn. Uh, Deathside is now, I think they're, well, they got back today, because Forward's going to be playing tonight. Over got back Monday. from, oh, from... From a world, I think they were playing, like, Europe, right? Really? Yeah. So, Gizm, right? Uh, which was a dead band, and suddenly they played a one-off show at Roadburn. Uh, Deathside, which is also one of the originators of Japanese hardcore punk in the mid to late 80s, they're back together. I've been talking before, you've got, Nec like, we just talked to Takashi, right? Mm. Necrophile is back together. Like, there's a lot of these bands. I don't think they're bad developments, but I am a little bit hesitant to say it's a good thing. But, I mean, these, these are the kind of pieces that are playing right now. Hmm. Um, around Japan. El Puente. You mentioned El Puente. You're yeah. going there today, are you not? Yes. And what are you going to do at El Puente? El Puente is a venue down <coughs> in, uh, in Shin Yokohama or just Yokohama? Nishi Yokohama. Nishi Yokohama. So what, East Yokohama? Uh, West Yokohama, I believe. You know, honestly, like, it's one of those things. I know what Higashi means in Japanese, I know what Nishi means in Japanese. But, like, I can never remember what the analog is in English. <laughs> so, like, 
They both work depending on which language you're speaking, but I can't say for certain. Oh, you just said Nishi? Okay, that means go left or whatever. What always bothered me, also, like some of these station names, like you have Shinagawa Station, right? Huge train station right. on the east side of Tokyo. And if you go south on, I can't remember what line, one of those little, one of those old lines, mm. those really Probably crappy the, trains. Um, but if you go south two stops, you end up at Kita Shinagawa Station, right. which is north Shinagawa, yeah. even though you had to go south from Shinagawa to get oh, there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Always bothers that totally me. totally happens. That happens a lot. Who is playing at El Puente today? Uh, well, Forward's there. Selfie Construction, as always, is there. Um, FID is also playing. Ooh. Uh, nice. Yeah. Some good grind. Oh, there must be another band. I think <laughs> it's um Cripple Bastards too. Yes. Uh yeah. yeah, no, it's Cripple Bastards is the headline. Yeah, no, I saw uh Kubine's Facebook update and Cripple Bastards yeah. was definitely mentioned. Yeah, I can't remember who else is on the bill, but we're doing a photo shoot before um with selfie construction for it's oh, yep. so hard to pin down. I mean they're so busy. No, oh, yeah, they do play pretty frequently. Yeah. Like how many shows have they had just in these last two months? Honestly, probably like at least 12. Like they play, they're playing tonight and then they're also playing on Saturday. Where are they playing on Saturday? Uh, that's over at Bush Bash in Koya. Uh, good uh, venue if you're over in Tokyo. Yeah. I like Bush Bash. Well, no, because that, if there was any closer, it would, I would consider it, you know, like a threat for Blood Rite. Oh, yes, right. because Saturday. Yeah, Blood Rite, Rite Volume 12. It's finally happening. Funeral and Sutra. I, I, I determined, so that, that night is Sork. really screwed up, right? <clears throat> so we've got Funeral Sutra, Sork, Cola, Cosmica, Crucem, The Grebness. I guess that's it. Is that five? Yes. <laughs> um, so there's that show, which is really good, in Nakano, and then in Bush Bash, which is from Nakano, probably like almost an hour away, right? Like 45 minutes or so. Um, Selfie Construction, Painted Dickman, Coffins. It's a good lineup. Yeah. Um, what is it called? It's like In Battle There Is No Law, Volume. I think it's like six or something, which is a cool name. Um, that's far enough away that I'm not really too concerned about it. Again, also over at Morgana and Kotobunji. Or no, yeah, Kotobunji. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, Noisy Gogos and a few other bands. And it's a good lineup too, but again, it's like an hour away, so I'm not really concerned about it. Uh, what was the third one? There was a third one that I... What was it? But then recently, like two days ago, I, I discovered the fourth one. I can't remember what the third one was. Oh, but the that. fourth one, The Challenger, right? That's over at Fever in Shindaita, which is kind of close. That's basically Shimotsukazawa, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, That's Boris. So we're up against Boris and Visgunder. Ooh. And that also, though, I don't think is a threat because just like when I went to see Elno Nakra over at, um, what is it called, Unit in um, Daikon Yama, Boris is a name that the crowd they draw, I don't think is a crowd that is considering, oh, do I go to Boris or do I go to Blood Rite? Like, they probably aren't. My impression of the, the scene surrounding, like, big metal acts is pretty un not that they themselves as people are unintelligent but uninformed 
So because Boris is really big and famous and stuff, oh my god, Boris is playing that. I, it's visible. I can go see it. I'm so I don't really think curious what their live show Boris is like. No, like today, I I saw them in Michigan uh, yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. But you know, because their I mean, their sound has changed over how many albums? Like, well, and they're coming. I mean, so this I, is, mean, I don't dislike them, but what, I am a what, little bit bummed at them right now because they're getting back. Or they appear to be trying to get back into the extreme music scene, right? But for like the past ten years, they've been doing like pretty, pop rock, yeah, pretty poppy stuff, right? And so that's what I'm wondering. Like they're at their so, live show, do they right? So what they're doing now is like the concert that is on Saturday. Uh, they're playing Pink. Hmm, that's a good album. But again, this is that God ah! going back and playing the old classics. Thing. Just like Jism, just like Deathside, just like all these other bands. Once again, you've got Boris coming back after 10 years, right, saying, Oh, no, dude, like, don't worry, we were always metal. Like, come back and see us. We're going to play this song from 10 years ago. No! <laughs> Give me something new! Just because it was a good song back then and it's still a good song now doesn't mean that, that that by itself gives you, you know, license to say, Oh, we're back into it, guys. Sorry for being gone for so long.
Matt, wake up. Hey, what's going on? Roll towards the microphone, idiot. <laughs> this might be an internet thing. Hold on. <laughs> oh, I think it works. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh Carlo oh, Radio, episode, episode, episode 10. ten. The Hangover. Oh, wow. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> what did you drink last night? Uh, just a bunch of, um, what's it called? We don't have it. So, tea with liquor. <laughs> I was drinking Leokchai. Yeah. Well, then I went over to uh, Death Mansion Hill. Um, which is in a little area called Golden Guy, Guy which is a neat little tiny... It's like one square block Yeah. with like four roads and it's full of tiny, tiny, tiny bars. I think that was, there's like 200 bars. In yeah. The no, there's literally there's, 200 bars in like a honestly, city block. Honestly, it's probably higher than that. It's, yeah, it's crowded to say the least. It's a pretty neat area though. Like when, when, at night when it's raining, it kind of has like a Blade Runner feel a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's become kind of a tourist trap recently, which, I mean, yeah, okay, that's cool. But at the same time, it's like, I, I would say that's, Kind of like turf, yeah. like, hey man, what do you get off my turf? Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, you're you're not you're not wanted. I have met some pretty cool tourists there. It's though. like Moss Eisley, is what it is. Okay, <laughs> Richard, I'm of scum and villainy. Yes, is that yes. what you mean? That's what it is. Actually, I think Tom Smith, drummer of Rich, and I were in Deathmatch from Hell, and we met um, a couple Canadians who were pretty into metal. Yeah. Uh, when I say a couple, like a man and a woman, and the wife had like the body modification with the, the forked tongue. Oh, really? Which is re I've seen pictures of that, but I've never seen anyone like whip it out and be like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. No, I don't think it's uh, prehensile. <laughs> also, <laughs> great great use of the audio format, making hand motions. <laughs> Can I do this? What about this? That thing. That How about one of these? <laughs> No, I mean, I go there, honestly, I, I went there on my way back from practice from Akihabara, and I had to go to Shinjuku Station, walking back home. I basically just go through Golden Guy. Um, but it's a good spot, specifically Deathmatch from Hell, or Deathmatch in Hell. Because, um, like, yeah, a lot of metalheads go there. And a lot of tourists, right? And they, especially, don't know where the hell to get their metal fix. Right. Right? Um, so really, like, every time I'm in there, um, I'm kind of in the corner drinking my beer and Cole, the, the owner, knows me and kind of knows what I do. Um, and he just directs it. I'm like, oh, no, you want to know what's going on? It's like, there's the, the dude in the corner. <laughs> Smoking a cigarette, looking yeah. mysterious. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of it. Uh, not like last night I was talking with some Canucks and I was talking with this Italian guy. Uh, I think that was it, nationality-wise. Um, but yeah, no, just saying like, oh, you're into this stuff? Okay, cool. Actually, go to this website and look at this schedule. And by the way, there's a really good concert on Saturday. <laughs> That's how Kyle does promotions. We just go out on the street like, hey, hey, check out this no, website. It, it, it's, it's like fishing, <laughs> right? We got the bait, <laughs> you know. Oh, uh, Golden Guy also, where you can find our favorite Disney-themed uh, street magician, yes, Jack didn't, Sparrow. I didn't see him last night. I was so scared that he died. Oh, yeah, there was a fire there not long no, ago. No, 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 no. There was, a, there was a story a little bit after that about 
Um, Jack Sparrow getting hit and killed in a hit and run uh, in Koenji. What? Yeah. And I was like, oh my god. Wait, what? Yeah, this totally happened. And I was like, wait a minute, Koenji is close enough. I don't know where our Jack Sparrow lives, but if he's hanging out in Golden Guy and Shinjuku, it is feasible that, yeah, like, that he, he lives would... in Koenji and just comes here, right? Because it's like 15 minutes away. And I was so, I was I was terrified, and I actually I went to Golden Guy <laughs> a number of times, specifically just to walk the streets of Golden <laughs> Just shouting, Jack, where are Jack you? Sparrow. Yeah, and finally he, no, it was even before I saw him, I was at 10CC, um, and asking people about it, about him, and they were like, oh no, I don't know the guy, and I was like, oh dude, seriously, he's so awesome, he's a really great magician. <laughs> <laughs> like, or maybe we're just drunk whenever we see him, and so yeah. it doesn't, we can't tell him. <laughs> he's um, like, is no, this your car? I, I mentioned him. Hell, maybe. I, I mentioned him to these two customers I was talking to, and they're like, oh no, we just saw him like, you know, ten minutes ago or whatever, and I was like, oh you did? Okay. Um, but then I realized, so I ran out and was like, oh my god, Jack, where are you? Come here. And I saw him and was like, oh, thank god you're not dead. I heard a story about somebody dying and I thought it was you. He's like, oh no, that was somebody else. And I was like, okay, thank god it was somebody else. How many people are <laughs> going out dressed as Jack Sparrow in Tokyo? Yeah, well, no, apparently there's a lot of them. He was talking what? about like, oh no, like I kind of knew the guy. Because like, <laughs> he's Jack Sparrow too. I see him at the conventions. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so I guess there's a lot of Jack Sparrows. Somewhere there's a guy selling Jack Sparrow costumes. <laughs> he's like, I can't explain it. Yeah. People love these costumes. But I think he's the only magician Jack Sparrow. What does the other one do? Just wander around? I think, I think most of them are just Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said like, like a month and a half ago. Again, I was at Death Mansion Hell, um, and... I was with, again, some Canadian friends this time, not just people I met. Um, but one of them was like, dude, I don't want to pay 666 yen for every drink. This is too expensive, because that's how much Death Mansion Hell charges for whatever drink you buy at 666 yen. Hmm. Right, so 666, Mark of the Beast. Hail um, Satan. Yeah, and this friend of mine was like, can we just like go get convenience store beers? And I was like, all right, cool, that's a good idea. Like, I totally get it. We've, we've had our fill here. Like, let's just go sit outside and drink cheap beer. And we were doing that, and Jack Sparrow comes along, right? And I, I flag him down, like, dude, Jack, like, get over here. <laughs> it turned out, <laughs> we've got it wasn't Canadian, our Jack Sparrow. We, we've got Canadian tourists. you got to show them your magic. <laughs> <laughs> so for like an hour. I'm going to shout that at every single person I see wearing Jack Sparrow costume. <laughs> show them your magic. <laughs> Jack, we need your help. we got some tourists. They need your magic. <laughs> Yeah. You'd be like, oh no, I'm not the magical Jack Sparrow. I'm the Jack Sparrow that does carpentry. Yeah. Or well, no, it's great too because like he, we we got, we took him to a bar once, but normally I don't think he drinks very much. Um, so there's all of us. Kind I of, imagine drinking doesn't mix well with sleight of hand magic. Probably not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was funny because there's like eight of us, dudes, chicks, Americans, Canadians, and then Jack Sparrow, right? Who also speaks impeccable English. Yeah, I do remember right. being impressed. And he he's drinking, like, it was this really, like, bright, colorful, I think it was, like, Namine or something. And then everybody else is just, like, pounding, you know, tall boys of crappy beer and there's probably well, some vodka. Bear in mind, not all, our, not all of our listeners know what Namine is. Apparently, it, it is actually, and it doesn't taste like it, but the reason is Namine, R-A-M-U-N-E. No, Ramune? Yeah. 
way long ago, somebody heard lemonade, and that's how they pronounced it. Uh, lemonade. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. And it doesn't taste like lemonade at all, <laughs> but that's what they called it. Um, yeah, it's just it's like a soda pop drink. That happens a lot in Japan. Uh, there's a chain of konbinis called, what, uh, Sankyu? Sunk you. Like, is that thank, thank you? you? I, believe, I, I believe did that's not. Where that comes from. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure you told me that. I no, it wasn't you. Who, who told me that? Oh, it was a long time. I think it was back in our JCMU days. That makes so much sense. I never thought of that. That's a great sponsor. And then also, or it could also be like what? you know third. Yeah, Q. I was said, like we're not very good, so it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Being like we're a, definitely not an EQ, and like a, certainly are not EQ. We are Sun-Q. We're third. Q is the uh, level. Like a, and yeah, levels. Two and, and yeah, yeah. Ichi is one. Um, <laughs> we're we know what we are. <laughs> we're not fourth tier. The logo's a guy just doing like, eh, yeah. eh, you know. We're still in the top three. I <laughs> <laughs> their logo in quotes. Sun-Q. We're still in the top three. Yeah. Oh, I never thought of that. That's one of those like ridiculous epiphanies. Mm-hmm. Like oh, everything makes a little bit more sense now. Well, I'm glad to know that the Jack Sparrow that was struck and killed by a car, Koenji, was not our Jack Sparrow. Not Jack Sparrow. That's a sleight of hand oh, magic. That is awesome. I just, I I'm a he's really good. I get super and I just love sleight of hand magic. You know, yeah, especially good. if I'm drunk, I'm just super excited <laughs> yeah. about all of it. Like I, I want to be one of the people on like some magicians like real, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm easily impressed. Oh my god, where did that come from? There's one, <laughs> there's one trick that I figured out of his, but he's got, he's got so many tricks, and they're all done really, really well. Like I don't know where that. Yeah, came it's all from. like up close magic. Like. Yeah, yeah. And according to Ryan, he does really good like couples magic. What does like, that mean? Like date magic. Uh, yeah, I, I don't exactly know what that means, but he was very impressed. This must be just like practice, I guess. Like, well, you know why he's a magician. I've seen right? magicians. You know why he's a magician? Why he's Jack Sparrow, right? No, dude, this guy's background is awesome. <laughs> so, in I think it was like November, like October or November. <laughs> he's like, you know this dude's <laughs> life story. <laughs> and he's an ad man by day too. Oh uh, yeah, he works in uh, advertising. Yeah. Um, no, like no October, November of last year, I think. So he's a recent magician. He broke up with his girlfriend, and he was really, really depressed. And he didn't like being depressed, so he was like, "Oh no, I gotta get myself out of this. How do I, how do I get out of this hole I'm in?" So he started watching how to do magic videos on YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> and just practiced day in, day out for I don't know how long, but he became <laughs> a really good magician. Because he broke up with his girlfriend. And somehow Jack becoming Jack Sparrow also figures into that story. Oh, apparently that's not a magician thing. That's just a Tokyo thing. <laughs> I guess. That still blows my mind. Yeah, but no, like, because he broke up with his girlfriend, he became the magician that he is I wonder today. if he was in, like, a like a Don Quixote, like, uh, which is a chain of giant, like, s- superstores that sell everything. Yeah. And he's like, give me a pack of cards uh, and that Jack Sparrow costume. Let's do this. I just had a really well, great and, and, idea. And he's got, he's got like the proper guns and stuff. Like he does, man, he's good. Like yeah. Jack Sparrow. Wow, that guy. <laughs> Ad Jack, Jack, you're Sparrow. listening. We love you. Stay safe. I want to get him on. I want to get him on color radio. We were talking about it a little bit for Halloween, but then that's 
Not on you, probably, but he, I'm sure he's happy. No, man, Jack Sparrow, he's awesome. Uh, that would be a great episode. No, just have him, like, just yeah, there. Well, <laughs> like, not even, like, do. telling ghost stories or nothing. Just have him <laughs> there. Here's some rum. Yeah, but I'm like, throw it over you, Jack. What do you think about that ghost story? Do some magic. He'll do some magic, and all the audience will hear just being like, whoa, that was awesome. The audience will hear our eyes sparkling (laughs) in wonder. Oh, boy. Jack Sparrow. What a guy. Oh, man. Does he like metal? I don't don't know. I don't think think so. But I don't care. (laughs) He's... And he looks just like Jack Sparrow, dude. It's not a dude putting on a costume that looks nothing like him. He looks like Jack Sparrow. Yeah, that costume must have cost that is also a decent magic. amount of money. Probably. Like, it's a pretty good wig. And he does the makeup. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he, he looks like Jack Sparrow. Like, wow. Yeah, he's, wow. What a guy. Of <laughs> <laughs> Call Radio Episode 10. The Jack Sparrow episode. Everybody, everybody has a crush on Golden Guy <laughs> Jack Sparrow, the magician. Just lying in Matt's bed, hungover, talking about the uh, magician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, no, though, also recently there was like there was like a um, like a rock and roll monk um, walking around Golden Guy, which I don't. What does that even mean? What is well, he... it was it was a dude dressed up as like a Buddhist monk, but he had he had a guitar. Okay. So, like, that was his thing. And I didn't like that because it's not Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is Jack Sparrow turf, buddy. Yeah, get out of here. No, I don't want it to become, because it's becoming a tourist trap, and if there are a bunch of people dressing up in costume, that makes it more of a tourist trap. Like, oh, go to this weird place that has a bunch of people in costume. Don't do that. Go see Jack Sparrow. <laughs> He'll give you the magic. He'll give you what you want. <laughs> I would love if we, if we just really pushed Jack Sparrow and then he got like his own TV show somehow. He should. He should. And it wouldn't even be about him doing magic. It would just be like his of, life. Yeah. The Adventures of Jack Sparrow, a.k.a. the ad guy whose real name we don't know. Oh, I never want to know his real name. I know. I, I don't. I prefer to think of him as like Disney's Jack Sparrow who lives in Tokyo and mm-hmm. does magic for me. <laughs> We should go there tonight just to see. Oh, she'll be yeah, out for the work tomorrow. Oh yeah. Yes, this is on. This is today is a holiday in Japan. Yeah, it's what is the it? The autumnal equinox, isn't it? Yes, which is strange. I don't know why they celebrate this as a holiday, but well, God because, bless them. No, but you know why? It's because nobody. You get. I think normally, legally speaking, you get like ten days off a year, but nobody takes them because Japan just loves working. Too oh much, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So the whole reason why you keep getting literally it's like every year you get one more national holiday because nobody takes time off and the government is like no seriously like okay fine i'll just tell you to take time yeah off what's the word for it. working yourself to death like there's a term for yeah, japanese i don't remember oh remember uh, i never knew it who am i kidding i was thinking about it yesterday um it's like kokushi something she i can't remember what it is but yeah it happens right because for whatever reason, everybody just thinks, oh my god, I have to work all the time. It's like, no, dude, like, national holiday, just take it off, take it off. That's why this is Silver Week, right? Because Monday was Respect Your Elders Day. Oh, yeah. Right? So Monday was off, and today is the autumnal equinox, and today is Thursday. So Monday's off, Tuesday and Wednesday are on, Thursday's off, and then Friday, Friday is on, yeah. which makes this week just totally screwy. So most yeah, people, yeah. a lot of people anyway, 
just take the whole week off because you're not gonna get any work done yeah, yeah. no matter what um, and this is silver week which is just like golden week but silver week itself is a relatively new development oh uh, right? okay golden week for those of you who don't know is kind of like japanese spring break sort of kind of yeah yeah what is it april May? Well, yeah, it's, I, think I, think it's just, I think it just comes from the, like, spring break came from, you know, the rural families, like, needing their children to be at their homes to freaking pull do harvest stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I imagine it's probably not any different in Japan. Yeah, well, yeah. It, yeah. They're a pretty agrarian society. Well, not, yeah. Not yeah. anymore, but... They like to think so. <laughs> well, they... Well, crazy farms. Interesting. You went to a farm just recently, didn't you? Me? Yes. Had to get you had to get out of the city. Oh, uh, that was last year. I climbed a mountain. And then what? I, and I then you went I, to a farm. I went to a farm and then I climbed a mountain. <laughs> sure. In uh, where was that? Ibaraki Prefecture, and I can't remember the town. No, that was through Woof. That was great. Woof. What is Woof? Woof is Willing Workers on Organic Farms, W-W-O-O-F. Which anyone uh, listening in Japan, you could sign up for pretty easily. Yeah, it's international. It's got a pretty big following in Japan, though, I think. Totally worthwhile. Like, really awesome. For I think it's like 50 bucks for a year membership. Um, but yeah, basically, you get this membership, then you get a list of mostly farmers uh, who want help. And they're all organic and stuff like that, so you go out to wherever... Um, you work, and then they give you a place to stay and they feed you. And you have this really nice, like, I don't want to call it a cultural experience. Um, it is, but I don't know. You just, like, get into a family and they're welcoming. It's this nice thing. You know, you meet people who you otherwise wouldn't have met and have an experience with them that you otherwise wouldn't have had. Um, so yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I think we've got enough for a podcast. Want to wrap it up? Yeah, sure. And that was. Episode 10, numero dos. No. No. <laughs> that's two. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez. There we go. That's how I have to count in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> numero diez. Oh, episode 10. We made it. 10. Double digits. Yeah. We made it. What a ride it's been. What Let's a ride going. it has been. Oh, but I'll be going back to Pittsburgh. Oh, right, yeah, right. big news. Yeah. Big news, Kala coming to America, coming yes. to Pittsburgh. We are bringing the disease and filth to you. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> the audience. <laughs> so, um, you're in Pittsburgh. Keep an eye out for Matt, wet mouth sound, catch him. You'll be doing that just <laughs> randomly throughout yeah. the day. Yeah. If you're walking down a dark, cold, rainy alley one night. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up behind you. Do not be alarmed. (laughs) He's just looking for Jack Sparrow. (laughs) Be alarmed if you're dressed like Jack Sparrow. Now, what track are we going out on? I have no idea. Great. I'm glad we prepared for this episode. Why would you ask that? So much. (laughs) Uh, uh, Do you have any Koval? I can get it. Do you have any Crusum? I can get it. Do you have any Bagradness? We already played them, I think. Uh, do you have any... You know what we haven't played, I believe, since Mexico's episode is FIE. Maybe we should do that. Or it's There's always bands. We'll find 
something. Bye-bye. See ya.